0: Welcome to the Christchurch Impact Ministry podcast. I'm joined today by Sammy Snow, a member of our Christchurch family, as we discuss the impact of the local church had on her as a child. This summer, the Impact team is teaming up with the children's ministry team here at Christchurch to make an intentional effort to invite kids in our community to Kids Club Live, which is our version of VBS at the end of July. Stay tuned and I'll share some more details about that at the end of the episode, but first check out this conversation with Sammy Snow. Well, hello, Sammy. Hey, y'all.
1: <laughs> classic, classic.
0: If you have a child and kids club, they have heard that, the classic Sammy greeting. That's right. You've heard it. They I learned it. it so and much. And they say it to me as I walk down the halls, do, and it makes my
1: heart happy. With the
0: biggest <laughs> accent ever. I love it. It's so fun. Okay, Sammy, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, what life looks like now for you. Tell us about yourself.
1: Sure. Well, um, the first thing is most people, when they hear me talk, they just assume I'm from the South, um, which I am technically from the South. um, But most people assume Texas or something kind of in that region or area. But the truth is, I was actually born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, And another thing most people assume about me is that I'm from the country because of my accent. But the truth is, I am far from that. I was born and raised in the inner city. In inner city Louisville, so um, I definitely had very few country type experiences Um, as a kid. We had family reunions over in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and that was when I got to see what the country was. Uh And um, wow i I didn't even I remember as a kid not even being able to grasp what people did or where they went um, because I knew you know McDonald's being literally across the street from my house. Yeah. And a gas two gas stations across the street um and then a third gas station just a block over. So um that's like my childhood. Yeah. Um
0: that's skinny, your front yard. That's your neighborhood.
1: houses that were like Love shotgun that. houses. We don't have didn't have much of a front yard. A lot of it was dirt. Um some grass too, but mostly dirt. <laughs> Um, and so I didn't you know, I didn't know any different, never saw a suburb really, until I moved away to college. So that wow. will segue there into that. Yeah. So I was in Louisville, Kentucky, um like I said, until I was eighteen when I graduated from high school, and at a very young age, I would probably say fourteen, maybe thirteen. I knew that I was gonna go somewhere for God. I didn't know where, I didn't know what, I didn't know how, but I knew that I was not living there forever. I knew I was going somewhere else. And then um, when I graduated high school, I ended up going to Johnson Bible College, which is the second place I lived, and that was in East Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So I lived there for four years, picked up a little bit of an accent there, (laughs) and then graduated from Johnson, and then moved down a little bit further south to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> and that has probably been my most favorite place to live. Yeah. I felt very much at home in Atlanta. Yeah. I felt like, oh, these are my people. Like yeah. um It's still
0: the South, but still big city, kind of yes, like. Yeah, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and just their their way. Um, the Southern Way just really was very much um an easy thing for me to fall yeah. into. And it happened very quickly. Um, so my accent is kind of a little bit a conglomeration of all of that. And then after living in Atlanta, Georgia, the Lord called us here to Joplin, Missouri. And people here are like, oh, you're from Texas. No, <laughs> Maggie's from Texas.
0: <laughs> <It's> true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but um, so, yeah, that's kind of uh, where I've been. Um, I work at Ozark Christian College mm-hmm. um, in the worship and arts department. Mm-hmm. And I work with your husband you
0: do. every
1: day. And we have a blast because everyone thinks we're siblings every, when, if they it, don't
0: know us. The blonde curly hair. Tell you it, what. If people even ask me, people will say, like, oh, your husband's sister. And I'm like, who? What? <laughs> He's an only child. What are you trying? And now I'm just like, oh, yeah, Sammy. Sammy. Oh, yeah, it's Sammy. <laughs> so
1: that's fun, fun, fun. And, um, it's it's great being there and um I still, you know, get to volunteer here at the church. Yeah. Um, I guess I should say I worked here at the church yeah. for many years and um, you know, I feel like I still get to be just as much a part of this church as I was when I worked Absolutely. here. Absolutely. In many, many ways. And so that is a blessing and um I just enjoy it. So
0: yeah. I love that. It's cool to see, you know, you said when you were a teenager you knew you were gonna Go somewhere for God. Do something, and all of these cool things that you have gotten to do. I mean, travel all over. Use your gifts. Be a part of the local church. Be a part of a Bible college. Be you know all these Christ and things. Christ youth travel
1: yes. for them. I want to say for upwards of seventeen years, my maybe gosh. I traveled for Christ in youth. Did you have any way? idea
0: when you were fourteen that that is what the Lord had in store for you? Oh my goodness! No way. I, I, I honestly thought
1: I might be a preacher.
0: Uh-huh.
1: um, And then I started really getting heavily involved in um, playing piano and singing at churches. And then I thought, oh, I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm going to be a worship leader. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because I have done that. Yeah. But I've also done many, many other yeah, things too. That, absolutely. Um, I just didn't have a clue that God was going to yeah. use me for. And so, yeah.
0: been involved in worship in a ton of different ways, even, you know, not even just like, you know, a worship leader for adults, but you've done it with kids. You've done it for preteens. You Now at Ozark, you're okay. involved in worship in a whole different for side of things kids, with college yeah. kids. Oh, I just love it. So speaking of that, you getting into ministry, how did you first get introduced to Jesus? Where did that begin, your relationship with Jesus?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because um, as a little, little child— um, my parents put me and my siblings in Christian school. Um, and the reason is because, like I said, we grew up in the inner city and the neighborhood that um, I grew up in was and still is a pretty rough place. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, the public school system there, just they just, my both of my parents were products mm-hmm. of the public school system and they knew what we would um, face yeah. if we went. To the public schools in that particular area, um, and so they didn't really do it because they were strong Christians. Mm. They did it because they wanted to protect us yeah. from some of the things that Safe they option. went through.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. so it was through that Christian school that I initially learned about Jesus, mm. um, and that Christian school was a huge part of my walk in my faith. Um, but it wasn't just that, right? There, was, there were more ways that the Lord was drawing me to Himself throughout my life than just the school, mm-hmm. um, which is partly why I'm here today.
0: Yeah. So what did that—so, you know, you were learning about Jesus, that kind of thing in the school, but then where did your— kind of intersection with the local church yeah. come in? What did that yeah. look like? Okay, so the school that I went to, um, it was called Portland
1: Christian School, and it was there in the community of Portland that I grew up in. It was a light in a dark place. It was like a city on a hill. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the, the neighborhood needed mm-hmm. this school. Mm-hmm. And so the school also had a church, okay. and it was Portland Christian Church. Uh, No, actually, it was Portland Church of Christ.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And so initially, um, I just went there because the school required us to go there. Mm -hmm. If you were a student at the school, you were required to go to church. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to go to that church, but you had to go to church. So initially, it was that. But then, um, man, it's crazy. I could go through a list, but probably the most prevalent church that I went to uh, as a little kid was a church down the street. It Literally, I could just walk down the street. It was a little inner city church. I think it's still there and still open to this day, but I don't know what the name of it is Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, And it was a Baptist church. And I went there for a long time. I gave my life to Jesus at that church. Um, I went to their VBSs. I went to whatever they had. I went. Um, And that was kind of how I got involved with— So there were other Baptist churches Mm -hmm. that drove buses around Mm -hmm. the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. in the city there. And when I found out they were coming to pick me up for VBS, (laughs) and honestly, they didn't know who was going to come. They just drive the bus down our street. And I'm like, I want to go. Oh my goodness. And I would just jump on the bus, and then we would sing all of the songs, you know. I've been redeemed in you know, oh, all of Oh my the songs. word, I love it. Those are some of my favorite memories. Um, and so I I basically would find whatever VBSs I could go to, and I would go. And back then, they were all at night. I know a lot of churches do yeah. them during the day. I know, never as a child went to a VBS during the day. They were all at night. And so— I just would go whatever church I could find. I love me some VBS.
0: So. I love yeah. that. So how valuable was that to you as a kid for you know these local churches that are putting on VBSs for the community, yeah. for anybody to come? It sounds like that was a pretty valuable thing in your walk with Jesus. Oh,
1: Maggie, it was so valuable. Um, and I, I would honestly love to share a special, specific story yeah. of something that was kind of life-changing. So um, back in my late 20s, I went through a pretty significant um, dark time spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a, probably the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a specific day that I will never forget. And it was a day um, I had been up most of the night— Um, very unsettled in my soul and just struggling quite a bit. And um, I was taking a shower and the Lord brought to my memory a night at VBS sitting on the stairs. It was this VBS was at the Portland Church of Christ Mm -hmm. VBS, which was another church I went to their Mm -hmm. VBS to. Sitting on the stairs at Portland Church of Christ VBS, I remember the name of the lady, her name was Linda. She had a um, boom box with a cassette player, and she taught me um, the trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart to a song. Oh, my goodness. And lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. I I had known that verse my whole life, but that morning in the shower, God mentally allowed me to go back to that place to remember those words, and for them to, for the first time in my entire life, sink in. Wow. Like, you remember that? Do you okay. remember when Linda taught you that song at VBS? Well, you need, to, you need to know that that's true. You need to live these words. You might not understand me. You might not understand my ways. You might not understand my love. But if you just trust me, and you don't lean on your own understanding— Trust me, I will make your path straight. I will unravel this mess in your mind, and your path will be straight. it will be straight and i that was probably one of the most monumental pieces to my healing that the Lord provided for me. and that was all from a sweet lady named Linda.
0: Oh my sitting goodness. on the
1: steps with me teaching me a song with a boombox.
0: That of the is the word of God. Oh, like makes me tear up just to mm-hmm. think about how God used something from 2 decades before that probably implanted yep. that seed in your heart so that in that moment 20 years later mm-hmm. you so would true. be able to go back to that. And you know, that
1: that moment stands out as one of the most monumental moments. But there are so many more moments, Maggie, where I learned the Word of God and it was in my heart. It is in my heart. And to this day, you know, I truly believe if the Word is planted in your heart, you might not remember it day by day, but the Holy Spirit has it there Mm -hmm. to bring up whenever you need it. It is planted there, right? It's there. So then He can then pull it up when you need it. So there, you know, there might be, a million kids that have gone to VBS mm-hmm. learned a Bible verse, not known why they had it, but it was there. It was in their mind, it was in their heart, and the Lord can then use that to bring it to remembrance at the time and their time of need. And you're like, I didn't even know it was there. Yes, I don't even remember that.
0: Oh my, but it's goodness. there.
1: You know, so I, I'm I'm a firm believer of the Word of God being planted in our hearts. And memorize, I, memorizing scriptures yes. is important to me yes. because of the role that is played in my life. And I believe that that started back then for me.
0: Wow. And you think about, you know, a VBS, like our Kids Club Live, it's four nights. You When we think about it, we think about the impact God is going to have in those four nights, you know, the two hours each of those nights. And it's like, oh my goodness, no, we can't even comprehend what God is doing. And yes, that He's doing something in those four nights, but it's gonna be a lifetime of impact for you those You just kids. don't
1: know. You don't know. I mean, Linda, no idea. She has no idea the impact that little song yes. had on my life and a change that I needed in my heart.
0: Oh my goodness. So what would you say, especially in light of that, like two Christchurch people that are listening to this that are thinking about, Kids Club Live, whether volunteering or bringing their kids or inviting kids that they know, what would you say to them as encouragement?
1: I would say that it is worth it. Even if you have a neighbor who comes one night and never Mm -hmm. comes back, Mm -hmm. what are they going to learn that one night that they might carry with them for the rest of their lives? What are they going to see that one night that they might carry with them for the rest of their lives? It is worth it. And— I would also say it's scary, and I know that. It's scary to invite people that you don't know, um, and it is a risk. But I would say someone took a risk on me, and I'm really thankful that they did.
0: Oh, absolutely. We are all the product of someone Whose life was radically, radically changed for the gospel, and they wanted to tell somebody else. Yes. And it can't end with us. It's that's not, right. that's not the ending point. That's right. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love what an impact. The gospel had on your life through VBS because I think so many people look at VBS or even children's ministry and they're like, oh, yep, it's just it's just what they do while the parents worship or it's just what they do while the parents are, you know learning. but that is not your mindset at all. No, at all. These these boys and girls
1: that we are leading in worship, and we are leading in learning about the Bible, Scripture memorization, these are our future men and women, that will lead our church, yeah. that will lead our um, our cities, you know? And how important is it for us to share the gospel in a way that they can hear it? Like, for instance, through song, mm-hmm. like Linda did with me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we have to share it in a way that they can hear it and how important that is because they are the next generation. I love what Mark Christian always says, we sit in the shade of a tree that someone else planted. Yep. And lord, may I have at least a part in planting something so that someone else can sit underneath that shade and it might be three generations. I did a a genogram Um, several years back, um, and I I don't know if you're familiar with the genogram, it's kind of like a family tree um, of emotional health, found out that Christianity doesn't really run in my family.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: But one lady, four generations back, took my grandfather to church. She was his babysitter.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And through that... No, no, I don't come from a family of ministers. I don't come from a family of, you know, super strong, dedicated mm-hmm. Christian people. But my parents put me in a Christian school mm-hmm. and they believed in God enough to want to put me there. Mm-hmm. And so um it just starts with absolutely you know, anyone.
0: And just think, not a
1: waste. It's always worth the risk. Absolutely. And fight the people, invite the kids, it could change their lives.
0: Absolutely. And to think the number of kids and students that you have been able to impact in your ministry over all of these years of pouring into them, investing in them, showing them what it means to worship God through song and with your body and with your mind and to learn and and to— have fun with it yes. and to know that the local church is a place where they can feel safe and they can feel loved and they that can they have, have fun. they have a place here. Yes. This isn't
1: just a place for adults. Absolutely. It's a place for all
0: ages. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I just love it. I love it. Sammy, thank you so much for sharing that thank part of you your for,
1: story. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to share because I'm so thankful for what God has done for me Yeah, that I will always be willing to share. Always be to share. I don't want to keep quiet the good things that God has done for me. So thank you for asking. I am honored to share. Of course.
0: Well, the reason I was so eager to have this conversation with Sammy was because we as a church— have an opportunity to invite kids in our spheres of influence, our neighbors, our friends, nieces and nephews, everything like that, to our version of VBS, which we call Kids Club Live this summer. We are putting together a ton of invite bags, have a bracelet, some stickers, some candy, and a card that you can use to invite those kids. And if they end up coming to Kids Club Live and they bring that card back, they are going to get to pick out a special treat, which is really fun. And this isn't simply because we just want a ton of kids to come and we just want to have fun, which we all know that will happen because Kids Go Live is a ton of fun. We want something even deeper than that. We want kids in our community to hear the gospel. We want them to know that Jesus loves them, that he died for them, that they have new life in him. And our children's ministry team has designed so much incredible content and curriculum for the week. We know God is going to do big things on our campus that week. Kids Club Live is July 24th through 27th, and we want to ask two things of you. Number one, will you pray? Will you pray for God to show you who in your life you could invite to Kids Club Live? And will you pray for the hundreds of kids in our community who will be here that week encountering Jesus in a way that is designed just for them? And then number two, will you grab an invite bag in the lobby after any of our worship gatherings over the next few weeks and invite a child in your life to join us that week? We know that just like in Sammy's life, God is going to plant seeds. He is going to do things that are going to have an impact for years, for decades to come. And we want you to be a part of that. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you, Sammy, for this conversation. We'll see you later.